0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Tribe Radio, where we help you to live a healthier, safer, happier life. And how do we do that? I, I don't know. How do we do that, bud? <laughs> I don't know. How we do, do we do that, Rock? You're we,
1: mocking me, aren't
0: you? Yes, I am. Um, we bring on guests. Who, who try to help you learn how to be safer, who try to help you eat healthier, help you exercise, help you prepare for the unexpected. Help you. Help yourself. Help us. Yes, exactly. And in line with all that, we have this series uh, going on. It's called Neighborhood Heroes. And since I hang out with this group of people called Real Life Superheroes, It's pretty easy to find heroes in the neighborhood, Um, and they're perfect for this radio show because they do all of the above. They teach you how to work out, teach you how to be safer, some teach you how to eat healthier, and uh, some are just plain fun. And We know how good fun is for your constitution, and speaking of fun, tonight we're bringing on one of my favorite people in this community. He has been around longer than so many people in this community, and he's a hoot. I mean, you can't walk 10 feet in the real-life superhero community without hearing about old superhero. I don't like to call him old superhero because he doesn't seem very old to me. In fact, he's better built than a lot of uh, youngsters out there. So it was really exciting for me to know that he's going to be on tonight, and we've got him on hold. And without further ado, and ado usually means rock-talking weight, too much. I'd like to bring on my favorite superhero. You're yeah, superhero. You know what to yes. do. <laughs> There's my father. Holy <laughs> fruit salad. There you go. Welcome, welcome, Soups. I am so happy that you're joining us. And you know, right away, that radio voice. I love that radio voice. Can, can you say something else?
2: I was just gonna ask, can you guys hear me okay or
0: oh, I yeah. got A headset yeah.
2: a head, a head in, it's probably as old as Aurora's from the sixties, so just wanted to make <laughs> sure you guys could hear me all right. But I don't know what you expect me to be able to, you know, help your listeners out with, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Just that voice alone, that voice is so much freaking fun. Now now I've gotta go right into this because that voice is so fun to listen to. You have been in broadcasting for how long?
2: Uh, gosh, eighteen years now. Yeah, I uh, started out at HSN back in uh, I want to say like nineteen ninety four, somewhere around there. Uh, I had been a directory assistance operator for GTE, and my friends found out that we could make more money and do less work, that we went and answered phones for Home Shopping Network, and I went wow. over there and. I was standing up one night, and a guy came out of the back and said, you look like a big guy. Do you want to move sets around? And I said, okay, and I became a grip. And uh, then from there, I learned cameras and audio and a lot of other equipment and worked my way up through the industry and uh, on the side did some acting and some voiceover work and stuff like that. And uh star is born, and I've been in that ever since.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, that voice, you know, it's perfect. <laughs> it projects nicely. Um, I'm, I'm excited. You know, you say you don't know what you can help our listeners with. I, you know, I, I doubt that because you've got, I read your posts, you know, I've, I've met you in person and I know that you're always doing the kind of things that we try to promote, uh that we want people to do anytime they can i've i've seen so many times when you'll be driving your badass corvette yes i gotta put a shout out can you tell us a little bit about the the superhero mobile first because that's a cool well car. You,
2: you know the last supermobile was retired
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah it was it was retired uh i'm currently uh shopping around for a new one or i may hold off for a while uh i've got some uh, broadcast investments going on which may net me a better one so I may wait a little <laughs> while and see if I get a better one going but the one I had was uh, a 75 Corvette that had been very heavily modified both body and engine wise it was, uh, it had a 383, it pushed 425 horses, it had 383 wow. foot pounds of torque oh. uh, it, had, it had to have a whole cut the. Uh, Hood because it couldn't hold all the engine. The air ram stuck out of the hood. <laughs> uh, it was a viper oh, eater. It,
0: <laughs> nice.
2: I never, I never had it officially zero to sixty, but it was a viper eater, and it was uh, really quick. I enjoyed that car, but uh, you know, maintaining a classic car is a lot like uh, maintaining a boat. You know, you know what boat stands for? Break out another thousand. now i know yeah yeah that's what maintaining a classic car is and it was getting to the point where it just wasn't cost effective to keep it up anymore so now i'll look at something newer but you know yeah it was a great it was a great car good symbol you know uh, as far as supermobiles go it didn't really do much super i mean one you know people always want to ask me, what are you going to do? You know, what should I do for a Supermobile? And, right. uh, I have to, you know, at the time I say, yeah, well, it was, you know, great to have, but it did more public appearances than it ever did any crime fighting or anything like that. It did <laughs> patrols. It, one time it chased down a guy that was a hit and run DUI. I helped the police chase down a guy off the causeway. Uh, there's no way he could outrun me. But, right. Uh, Uh, you know mostly it did appearances and made kids happy which was also you know pretty super heroic too so it had its time and it was fun
0: you know i gotta tell you i that was one of my questions i was going to ask you so uh when did you bring it up to top speed there now i'm sure that that chase brought it up to some serious rpms there was that fun
2: well that you know that's you know, I don't care what people say. They can say, oh, well, I do this or I do that, and I'm here to care, give, and that kind of thing. But I think most people that get into this are hoping that at some point or another they're going to, you know, be going 90 or 120 with their hair on fire, you know, chasing <laughs> a bad guy or something like that. They shouldn't lie about it. But, right.
0: yeah,
2: that was, a, that was a pretty interesting experience. Uh, it wasn't an experience as the DUI hover around guy.
0: But uh, oh. yeah, it had its moments. Yeah, no kidding. Now we haven't even hit on what brought you into this, because there's a whole, you know, there's we're we're up to over a thousand listeners per show, so which is pretty cool. Oh, and wow. I know they're yeah, pretty cool, right? Uh, we don't necessarily have all real life superhero community listening. There are people out there. Who say what the hell are you guys talking about? So, for them specifically, can you tell them, you know, how you got into this this whole real life superhero type of lifestyle?
2: Well, that's that's the one thing, and I have to tell everybody that wants to uh, report on me or write about me or have me interviewed or something like that. Uh, a lot of the other people, like you guys and. The people that I originally rode with, they all have, you know, something that made them want to do it. Their mother got mugged. Nine Eleven is a big one for a lot of people. That's when they decided to put on a mask and a gimmick and stuff like that. Uh, I don't have that. I just kind of <laughs> fell into it, which is always, they're always like, really, that's it? I get that's it. I just kind of fell into it. I was a professional wrestler in the late 90s, and as I was graduating from wrestling school, I had to figure out what my gimmick was going to be, and uh, Supernova and the Blue Meanie from ECW were a big influence on me, and I'd always been a big comic fan and everything, so I decided I wanted to be a superhero. (laughs) And uh, me and Dave Tristani were sitting around in wrestling school trying to figure out what superhero I was going to be, Dave went on to become the fake Nash or Devin Nash in WCW. If you've got any wrestling fans
3: uh, uh-huh. listening,
2: he was uh, fake Nash that came out in the dress that got destroyed by Randy Savage. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, we we're seeing, and he says, well, why don't you just call yourself superhero? And I was like, that's a damn good idea. So that's what my gimmick became. And uh, But I didn't wrestle very long before I jumped off the top rope and landed wrong and tore my ACL in half, and that was pretty much the end of that. Yikes, but, no kidding. Uh, yeah, but from that point, uh, Superhero, I, my wrestling career ended, but Superhero didn't. He appeared in a few commercials and uh, in a television pilot that I wrote and produced. He ended up on Leno. And uh, I eventually said, you know, what would happen if I just went out and did this for real? What would happen if I actually tried to go out and be a superhero? And so I don't have the radioactive spider or the gamma bomb or anything like that. I just kind of fell into it.
0: <laughs> Literally, from the top of some wrestling ropes. Now, yeah. that mm-hmm. you know, I never heard that story before. The the whole, hey, why don't you just be a superhero? That's fantastic. Because the red, yellow and blue look great on you. They, work. Oh, thank they you. work.
2: Originally it was just red and yellow. I looked more like Turbo Man. But uh and I had hair. But
0: <laughs> No, I'm liking I'm liking the red the blue is great too because it's almost I think in this community you're probably as close to Superman, you know, as we've got. Because for those of you who can't see him who aren't looking at your uh slideshow that's going on in the if if you're listening there's a slideshow going on um that you can look at at the tribe uh, tribe radio link and you can tell this guy's built. can you tell them how you got so built because that's a lot of work what do you what do you do to maintain this
2: well uh I was always a real skinny i was actually i grew up in a very uh you know not something to get into on the show but a dysfunctional family and had bad nerves and everything. So I was always very skinny when I was younger. Uh, by the no time kidding. I was 17, I, to, uh-huh, I was 5'11 and weighed 122 pounds. Wow. I always used to say it. Remember that saying at the end of Close Encounters that comes out of the ship and stands up and sticks its arms out?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's what I looked like.
0: Wow. And, uh,
2: yeah, I just went on, you know, free weights and food. You know, a lot of people have a problem of losing weight, but I had a problem of putting it on. So I spent a lot of time eating and lifting free weights. I was a power lifter for a while. Uh, Followed six to eight rule, went very heavy. Now that I'm a lot older, I don't do that. Now I do a lot of high reps and everything, but I've been working out for about 27 years.
0: Holy moly. Yeah, kids, you can't do it with a quick pill. It doesn't come quickly. You've got to work.
3: That's that's how
0: this happens.
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't think you're going to, yeah. I tell that that to all the younger guys I know at the gym and that kind of thing, too. I'm like, you know, if you're just patient, you will win the war, but you've got to be patient.
0: Exactly. And, and, you know, I... Some people get in and uh, have you seen with the guys that will come in and all they want are the big arms and the barrel chests, but they do nothing to strengthen their core. So they go to move a couch right. and they, they hurt themselves, you know. Yep. So you guys, you well, guys pay attention. <laughs> kettlebell
2: work. I did a lot of kettlebell work for a while there too. You can get kettlebell workouts off of YouTube and that kind of thing. Kettlebells are great for core. And you can do your cardio at the same time and work your muscles, too. So I'm an advocate of kettlebells, even though right now I'm not doing a lot of them. But I did do a lot of them, and I highly recommend them to anybody that's, you know, working out for RLSH activities or just for health and fitness or anything like that. Buy a couple of kettlebells at Walmart and look at workouts on YouTube. You can't go wrong
0: you know what? I gotta second you on that. I bought my first kettlebell a few months ago, and I got it at Walmart. Good price, good kettlebell. You know, and you're right; it works the core. So, you guys, see, you don't have to have a gym membership's good, but if you can't afford one, you know, online check out stuff online. So, yeah. um, now, well, I've that's one read, thing. It's
2: funny you oh, brought that up, like you said, how mm-hmm. I added the extra color to my gimmick and everything. Uh,
3: right.
2: Over time, you know, like I said, I've been in broadcasting a long time. As my income went up, my rig got better,
0: <laughs> you know. <Yeah>. Like,
2: uh, <laughs> right, you know, over time, you know, as you guys get older and that kind of thing, you know, you're with a company, you move up, you're, you know, that kind of thing. Your rig gets better as you get older. You get better gimmicks. You get better boots. You get better armor. You get better, you know, stuff to throw in your grab it pack. So, you know, you're always you're always evolving, I guess. So if it takes you a while to work out as well, you know, to get yourself in shape and everything, that's just fine because you don't have to be, you know, the Hulk overnight. You can, or Iron Man overnight, you know, you've got a lot of years to do it.
0: Right, and, you know, it, it's a, do something too quickly, it it tends to disappear just as quickly. So I think it's more important to think long-term, you know, just Mm -hmm. like you said, keep, you know, you'll win the war. Just keep, keep fighting.
2: Yeah. Um, The types of missions even that I've done over the years while uh, I've been a superhero or, you know, been superhero have changed a lot and that kind of thing. I started out doing roadside assistance Uh, When I was in the original Team Justice with Master Legend, we did a lot of outreach. I've done a lot of anti-mugging patrols down in St. Petersburg by myself and with other guys like Symbiote. Uh, Prevented a few. Uh, Geez. Nowadays, what I've been trying to do is help uh, the NYI get their uh, movies told. And... uh, that film that they're doing is coming out, and I was kind of curious to ask you guys about that. Your caller's asking a question. Your guest is asking questions now.
0: Sure. Uh, ask away. Yeah. Yes, go ahead.
2: yeah. As a matter of fact, that's what I've been doing recently is trying to help uh, Nation of Heroes get sold when it comes out.
0: Yes, you have been. You've been... You have been fighting the good fight for us for months now, and oh my God, we appreciate it. Um, for those of you who don't know, we, uh, we traveled across the country uh, this summer, and oh my God, how many? I don't even remember how many states, 25 states, uh, in search yeah, of really? uh, yeah. people, yeah, yeah right? And almost 8,000, uh, 8,000, 8, 9,000 miles we put on, it's only 3,000 miles across the country. So that shows you how uh, much of a straight line we didn't go in. And um, we found people all over the country doing good things. So uh, they were teaching us how to be heroes, and we we're trying to teach them how to be heroes at the same time. And <clears throat> the editing is making me an insane person. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Um, there's, no, <laughs> I'm working I'm working with a couple other people and and um I they're 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 my family now so uh it's just it's you know it's tedious but at the same time you get to relive all the good stuff all over again and really there wasn't any bad stuff I I'm I'm really grateful you don't even know soups we didn't even get I got to knock on wood here I don't want to get one tomorrow but we didn't even get a flat tire I mean you wow. know 25 days we spent going across the country and back, and the the worst that happened was we went to go lift the tailgate of our van, and the handle broke off, and that was it, that was you know, awesome. and luckily, we, got, we lucked out, though, there was a Ford dealer down 10 minutes away from where we were, and they said, look, your door is nice and shut, as long as you don't open it, because we don't have the part here, we have to order it, but as long as you don't open it, you know, you can drive the rest of your trip this way, so... Yeah, it was kind of a pain in the ass to to have to go digging into the back of the van to pull out suitcases, but it is better than not you know being able to close your door. So, yeah, or
2: a broken down van.
0: Exactly.
2: If anybody else, if any of your callers or anything want to know if they're curious a little bit more about Nation of Heroes or anything, go on YouTube and look up a video called I think it's called the greatest film pitch ever.
4: Oh and man. The cha-
2: and the channel is Tony Armor. T O N Y. A-R-M-E-R. That's uh, my buddy's channel. It's called The Greatest Film Pitch Ever.
3: Uh, and it There's was. a bunch of
2: industry <laughs> industry professionals uh, at a round robin at a film festival I was at. And I was trying to milk them for money to help get this thing made. And I wasn't able to secure any money, but they did at least say it was the greatest film pitch that any of them had ever sat in.
4: So It, uh, it
0: was.
2: It basically gonna... explains Nation of Heroes in a nutshell. So I've also and Tony's been using that as well. Anytime someone asks him about Nation of Heroes or whatever, uh, that's the first thing he says. Is here, just watch this, because it's the way he's to explain <laughs> it that way.
0: That's, that's, I'm amazed you, know, you guys
2: must have raised your funds and gotten it shot though. So you
0: know, you know the that pitch was awesome. It's, it was inspiring. When we felt like, oh God, this isn't going to happen, we'd watch that pitch again. And I think uh, Nightbug is going to gonna post a link to it so that everybody can see it on our Tribe radio you site. You are correct, sir. And there you go. And it was the, I mean, if I was someone with money sitting there, I would have thrown my wallet at you, too, which is what. Well, that
2: <laughs> that, that was guy great. who threw his wallet at me is named Marty Poole, and uh, he actually buys, sells, sets up deals for film. So, when Nation of Heroes is done uh I'm sure i'll be Tony will be taking me back to Marty Poole again and see if he's interested in helping distribute it at that point. oh man. yeah, yeah, the guy in there that throws his wallet at me is Marty Poole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome, awesome moment there um oh, and yeah i through all the editing the pre editing um I got to do. It's you know I look at this stuff and I go, we need more of this stuff out there. There's there's so much negativity and there's so much just crap that's on TV, you know that uh, something positive like this. It's it's uh it's pretty inspiring. It is so far I'm looking at it going, yeah I'd be inspired to literally like when I watched you. I got to tell you, Soups, the first time I saw you was in the HBO documentary by Michael D- Barnett, the superheroes uh-huh. one. And after I saw that, I wanted to get up, go out on the street, and do something good. I was so wow. inspired that night. So Well, I told Mike, I said, you know, me in
2: small doses is very good. Me in large doses <laughs> is pretty annoying. So and I think he followed that while he was editing. So if you've got me in there at all or anything, just remember me in small doses is okay. Because I do notice like, I'm hardly in that film at all, but... I'm what people remember from it for some weird reason. I don't know why. You know, they they covered so many other people, but I'll be in the grocery store, and some guy will walk up and go, you were in that film. Or I'll be – I'm trying to think of some of the different places I've been, and someone will walk up to me and point and go, you were on HBO. And, yeah – even that little boy in the airport in New York City that his name was Keanu. He was telling his mom, They're they're a superhero.
1: Wow. And of course
2: I, Yeah, and, and she said, No, it's not Superman and she says, No, it's not Superman, Mom, it's superhero He was explaining to her and I gave him a sticker and said, First of all, he's right and second of all, what the hell are you doing letting your kid watch HBO? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Too funny. And he knew. He knew exactly. See, you're very iconic. You look, you've got to look. And it's hard to hide. I mean, you can put a t-shirt and jeans on, and it's still going to, you're going to look like you. So, you know, walking through an airport. Yeah, good kid. I like that. But yeah, his mom let him watch HBO. Yeah, that
2: was what blew my mind about it was I was like, wait a minute. How does he know who I am? Is he also watching Deadwood and stuff? What's wrong with you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mom, got to watch him before he turns into a male Lindsay Lohan. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, you just talked about Team Justice, and um, you guys do some awesome stuff. Can you tell our listeners what Team Justice is, and how, you, how did you get involved with them? I never asked you that before.
2: Well, I was actually part of the original Team Justice that Master Legend put together back when I used to ride with Master Legend over in Orlando, which is about 90 minutes away from me. And uh, I got the idea, well, obviously, bring him up again, my buddy Tony Armour that owns the Sunscreen Film Festival. He's actually registered as a tax-exempt nonprofit organization, a 501c3. And uh, so I got the idea to turn Team Justice into a 501c3. And uh, so I talked it over with ML and Symbiote and Artis Roy and a few of the other guys that were involved, and they said, yeah, go for it. And to this day, it was a mile of paperwork to get that tax-exempt status, but I swear to God, I think the IRS gave it to me as a joke.
0: Wow. Because I would
2: talk, I was in touch with a specific officer up there in Washington, and every time I'd call, like, he asked, he said, and you're what? And I'm like, we're superheroes. And he's like, go look. look at, you know, I think MySpace was still around then. I said, look at my MySpace. <laughs> and uh, eventually he would, like, say, oh, it's you. Wait, hold on. And I think he was putting me on speakerphone
0: oh my for God. something in,
2: in the office. And he would be like, yeah, yeah, the superheroes that are getting nonprofit status. You know, as And I I, I swear to God, I think he gave it to us as a joke. (laughs) But he gave us tax-exempt
1: status,
2: you know, with an EIN number and everything. And uh, that's how Team Justice became uh, uh, a 501c3 tax-exempt organization like uh, the Sunscreen Film Festival is. I'm pretty sure it was a joke. And no, uh kidding. from there yeah, Master Legend and uh went off and kept doing what he was doing. Team Justice became more centralized in Clearwater. Uh nowadays I'm no longer the chairman. I've turned everything over to Artisteroy and Cates and I'm kind of more like a uh eh, uh casual board member been a chairman, but I really enjoyed doing it, and I really enjoyed putting it together and uh, had a good time putting it together, but I still swear to God, it was a joke that they gave us the status. <laughs>
0: However you can get it, you know, take it. That's fantastic, though, that they gave it to you. Um, and besides that, you know, it's, it's great that you have it, because you've helped so many different groups. Like, I remember raising money. We were raising money for... Um, Power Boy, the little boy who needed oh, uh, yeah. to get to the mail. He's asked. doing well. He is. Thank goodness I'm going to knock on wood and be very happy about that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember we had three, Was it, three days to raise it, and you had a pitch that you put out, a little video. And I'll be damned if you didn't raise at least $1,100 just from that video itself.
2: Yeah, I think it's still up, too, as a matter of fact. It's probably on my YouTube channel, which I think is suits me if anybody wants to take a look at that just scroll down. Uh yeah, I like I said my time with Team Justice was great. I was glad I was able to help put it together. Uh learned a lot from Master Legend when I rode with him and uh just basically had a good time doing it. But yeah, I it, it was fun. I had a good time with with it, but like I said I've turned the reins over to them cuz like As now I do, you know, like I said earlier, people's missions as superheroes are going to evolve. Uh, I think it's been 16 years since the first time I stepped out and did anything. You know, and over the years, things that I've done have evolved, you know, and I've done different things and moved on and done different things and moved on. You know, what I'm doing now is helping you guys get Nation of Heroes out there. But uh, it's been a good ride, and I hope everybody's ride as a superhero is just as good as mine's been.
0: So do I, you know, because you're you've done it in a way that doesn't put you in horrible danger all the time. You have been in in, in harm's way, though. I I know that you've well, done things that uh, you know to you help talk. other people. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you tell us a little about you know? Can you tell us because really. I'd I'd like to hear about some of your scary moments out there because I know that you do, uh, you'll help anybody out there, you know, on the side of the, in Clearwater, Florida, if you're out there, people, and you're broken down out there and he drives by, he's damn well going to stop and help you. Cause that's what he does. He helps people out.
2: Well, I actually gave a little old man a ride today that was headed somewhere. Uh, wasn't in my gimmick or anything, but just stopped to help him out. But now I'm trying to remember some of the scarier things that, uh, Back in the old days when I was stupid and I had an airsoft gun that I would carry around with me, I almost got shot by a cop.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. Uh Yeah, and then got scolded by my buddies that I knew on the SWAT team the next day when I got to the gym and ran into them. And that's when I decided not to carry an airsoft gun anymore. Uh, That's another thing to do with superheroing. There's a learning curve to it. You know, I, you know, and and the funny thing is, I've noticed a lot of people, you try to tell them, even in private, you know, look, don't do this, I did it, and it was disaster,
3: no, that's not going to happen to me, you know, and uh, (laughs) that's, so you just
2: basically, you know, yeah, when Chainsaw Killer RLSH friends you, and you're like, oh my God, you know, and you're trying (laughs) to warn him, but. You know, they just don't want to listen. So the best advice, you know, is just let everybody, you know, do their own thing, evolve the way they're going to, and, you know, the universe will unfold as it's supposed to. But let's see, what else? Me and Symbiope are on a down in St. Pete. I have a lot of what I call scatter moments is what I would have a lot of. I'd pull up in the car, something would be going on, I'd jump out with a daddy voice and go, what the hell's going on? And people scatter. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good, they scatter. Get back in my car and leave. So, those are not really scary, effective.
0: but... Wow, you know, that's some of the most effective de-escalation I've ever heard of. That's fantastic. Yeah, well... <laughs> oh, man. Well, they see this guy, this Mr. Clean, with this huge voice getting out of a really cool car, and then... <laughs> freak
1: out. <laughs> the I awful
2: was Mr. Clean for Halloween this year.
0: Yeah, I know. And it was perfect. That Yeah, was the-
2: Davis Fountain taught me how to do the makeup and everything. And I went out and bought some. <laughs> I was the only guy in this huge makeup store full of women. And it was wow. like, oh, my God, what do they think of me? You know, walking around in here until I told them I was going to be Mr. Clean, And then they thought it was the greatest thing on earth and couldn't wait to
0: help me. Oh, my gosh. See, that's the way to do it. That's the way to get people on your side. And and you know, one of the things that uh, that because you know, the the RLSH community can be, uh, you know, you gave some good advice to let people do their own thing because that learning curve, you know, one would hope right. that they would learn something there. And you know, I'm I'm well, learning too that uh, you I think can't. People had the impression that you know, from the first moment I set foot out there,
2: that I was right. you know, you know, Adam West Batman, you know, solving the <laughs> riddle and and. <laughs> and the crime and everything like that, and everything was just sm- no. I was an idiot. I was a complete and total <laughs> idiot. I'm lucky to be alive. So,
0: See, and now people, they'd be smarter if they listened to you, if they if they heeded some of your advice. But you're right, some of them aren't ready to hear it yet, and that's the sad thing.
2: You right, know, they you have... just gotta let them roll with the punches.
0: Exactly. I remember you warning someone not to bring a shotgun out with them on patrol. Well, uh, yep, and had and they, they but they listened,
2: me. they fired off a bunch of state statutes where they lived about how your a hunter can brandish a shotgun under the light of a full moon as long as he's waving a dead cat over his head, and that's <laughs> state statute three two nine four one six eight. And I said you're going to be saying that as they put you in the back of a cruiser, and sure enough, he was.
0: Oh yeah, but, that was ooh. And yeah. and we're we're lucky no one got killed seriously lucky no one was killed during that that incident because uh-huh. that that was a scuffle with a loaded firearm that he you know obviously didn't uh, know when to pull up now you I'm not gonna turn this into a pro or, or um, anti gun thing because yeah I, for the record I I believe you should be able to carry um, there I'm gonna leave it at that but I I know that you do carry because in Florida. Uh-huh. It's okay to carry. Well, it's it's okay to
2: carry with the proper licenses. Right. And I have all the proper licenses. There are a lot of people out there that still scream up and down, you know, oh, superheroes shouldn't be carrying a gun because Batman doesn't. Well, this isn't the comic book.
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know,
2: I'm all for self-protection, and I'm all for legal self-protection it will never be legal to carry a shotgun with you anywhere, even under the light of a full moon waving a dead cat over your head.
3: So,
2: (laughs) but as long as you're legally, you know, within the rights and you've got the proper licenses and the proper clearances and permits to carry one and you're trained with it, which you have to be to have those license and permits, I'm all for someone carrying something that may save their lives or save the lives of those around them. And that's what it's there to do, and the laws of your state will say that's when you're to use it, when you feel that your life or someone else's life is in danger. I've never had to use it, thank God, and I hope I never have to, but all for you being able to do that.
0: Now, I remember reading not too, I I believe it was this year, you had to pull it, didn't you, Uh, at one time? You had to pull it, gun What's
3: you or, know, I don't
0: chose. think that was me. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe, well, oh, you know I what? I know what
2: you're thinking about. Yeah, that wasn't a superhero-related incident, though.
0: Oh, that
2: was some guy that got at, had a road rage incident in a parking lot, and he blocked me up against the wall of a Target with his Hummer, so I couldn't move the car he had me pinned and then ran out of his cover up to the side of my car. So he had me doubly pinned and was about to reach through the window and use my head for a speed bag. uh, And I had to pull it, but it wasn't an RLSA related incident.
0: So that that must be the one
2: we're thinking of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, you know, and that's when it's best to pull it to protect yourself that way. What are you going to do? Just, you know given yeah. exactly. Right. He
2: was a little guy too, but he had every advantage on the face of the earth. He had me pinned in the vehicle and had the vehicle pinned so I couldn't get away. Uh it was the only thing really that kept me probably from getting very badly hurt. And right. that could be the same thing that happens to an R L S H one night. It could be what keeps them from getting very badly hurt. So Like I said, if you're in a place where you can legally do it, by all means do so.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And like he said, be trained. If you aren't trained, go out to a range. Go, you know, take a Citizens Police Academy class. Do whatever you can. Get trained with that gun. Practice throwing it. Practice throwing it? Sure. Wow. You you run out? You can throw it at someone. How many
3: how many movies have you seen where they run out of ammo and they throw the gun at him, like, really ineffectively? <laughs> at least, well, at least take out one gun. I
0: remember
2: uh, in Superman, George Reeves Superman, would stand there and they'd shoot him with the bullets and they'd all bounce off. But when they go to throw the gun at him, then he'd duck.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. All the bullets. No, not the hair. But you're afraid <laughs> of the gun when they throw it?
0: That's you hilarious. Know, now i got to go yeah. back and watch the George, because I loved the George Reeves Superman. He was That was hilarious. Um, <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, Bug and I are both trained in firearms. Um, God, we have been for years, but they won't let you legally carry in California. No, so.
2: California is a may May issue state, and mm-hmm. the only people they usually issue to are celebrities' bodyguards.
0: Right. Right. So until I get famous (laughs) or become someone. Right. When you get
2: famous, yeah, then you can carry all you want. But, uh, yeah, Florida is a will issue state. California is a may issue state. Uh, But, yeah, you know, on on that side, you know, I am all for as long as you're within your rights to carry a weapon. uh, It could be the difference between you saving yourself or saving somebody else one night. You know, you can de-escalate things. By all means, do it. But, you know, keep all your options open, I guess, would be the best way to wrap that one up.
0: That's some smart advice. Now, we've got a caller who wants to talk to you. Would you mind taking a call at this point? Uh, Sure, go ahead. Okay, here we go. Welcome, caller. Did you want to talk to uh, our guest tonight, Superhero? Hello.
3: Hello.
2: It's Superhero. You know
0: what to do. It looks like we've we've got somebody who's on the line, but maybe they're having problems. I'll tell you what. We'll keep you online. If you want to talk to Supes, hit the number one button and it'll let us know. Okie doke. We don't want to hang up on this person. So, but you know what, speaking of uh, training, you know, for real life superhero people out there who are just starting and for those who are really, I mean, there are people who have been there for months who are still wondering, what should I do? What, what advice would you give them? What kind of training do you think they could do? I mean, if they're sitting there with their little pens in their hands right now, what would you tell them? Okay.
2: I would say go take a good look at yourself in the mirror and see what body type you are. Are you like an ectomorph or a mesomorph or what are you? And then play your assets. Uh, for instance, me, I'm, I'm a burlier guy. I look uh, kind of like Michael Chiklis or George Steele or something like that. I'm more endomorphic, so I'm a weightlifter. And uh, I play strength, whereas a guy like Zimmer is more ectomorphic. And he does a lot of parkour and stuff like that. If I tried to do parkour, I'd break my neck. So, <laughs> you know, figure out where your strength is and then play your strength would be what I would tell them. Uh I was a better wrestler than a boxer. I'd get my head used for a speed bag when I was a boxer because I have slow hands. But if I can get a hold of somebody, they're in trouble. So I made a much better wrestler than a boxer. If you've got quick hands, you're a better boxer than a wrestler. You know, uh-huh. play your strengths is what I would tell them. I would say play your strengths is, you know, because everybody is different. Every, everybody's body is different figure out what your strength is and play it.
0: There you go. And you guys, if you if you don't know what kind of body type you are, you can go to bodybuilding.com and they've got that test to find out, you know, mesomorphic, ectomorphic, and that's that's right. Play to your strengths. Don't <laughs> Don't try to fly if you don't have wings, right? So um... Right,
2: exactly. You know, it's,
0: everybody
3: has their own unique
2: ability. Everybody brings something different to the table. Everybody has a gift that they bring to the superhero community. Just figure out what yours is and bring it.
0: There you uh, go. Everybody
2: has the debate about what's the better martial art to take and everything. Nothing you take is going to hurt you. You know, anything you take is going to help you. It's going to help you stay in shape. It's going to help you uh, be able to defend yourself. Uh, A bigger guy is a better grappler. A guy with a long reach is a better kicker, point fighter. Uh, You know, just play your strengths. Take whatever you think is, you know, what is better for your body type, your mentality, things like that.
0: Right. Right. Right, and, you know, I find that when people do that, they're happier. You know, when they come out guns blazing, trying to be the person that patrols every night, that loses sleep and, and, and tries to do everything, they're they're feeling burned out really quickly. And, yeah, I know I literally
2: fell asleep at work and got in trouble for it.
0: Oh, so. man. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you will, that's another thing. As time progresses, they'll all get into their own groove and figure out when they can do and what they can do and
1: how they can do. Uh,
2: so that'll, you know, it's just, a ma- it's just a matter of being patient, staying with it, and just rolling right along.
4: And a lot of
2: guys are doing that. We've got a lot of troopers in the RLSH community now. And uh, I have a feeling they're not going to have any problems with it.
0: Right. Now, I, you know, when you say you used to go out and, uh, and patrol and such, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what did you take with you? Because everybody's always asking, you know, you always see the new RLSH come out asking, what do you have in your gear bag to take?
2: Right. Well, you know, like so we discussed it earlier, you know, depending on where I'm going and what I'm doing, uh, sometimes I bring a firearm. Uh, sometimes I wear body armor sometimes I don't you know if you're going to talk to kids, you don't really need any of that uh stickers to hand out if you're talking to kids uh weaponry, if you're going into a hazardous area to patrol now, uh, you know when I first started doing it, I hate to say it, but cell phones weren't nearly as advanced as they are now, you know, letting no. everybody know how old I am here. But nowadays, uh, like just about everything that I used to bring, well, I don't need a flashlight anymore, my cell phone's got one. I don't need a GPS anymore, my cell phone's got one. I don't need, you know, blah, 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 X, X, X and X, because my cell phone can do all these things. So I'd, I'd have to say if there was a pinnacle piece of equipment to bring with you, it would have to be a smartphone. Just my opinion... <laughs> But that's what I would think would be the most important thing. You can call in an anonymous tip. You can call 911. You can call poison control. You can call wildlife. It, you know, there's so many different things you can do with it. Ah, uh, so I have I have to go with cell phone.
3: You can
0: throw it at the bad guy. You can throw it at the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! The what you is up Greeks with you, Walk when you do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> with you and throwing things. <laughs>
3: I'm trying to identify with old superhero and the, uh, the kick him in the ding-ding response. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how phone. many times I saw that one from you.
0: <laughs> that That is one of your favorite responses, Sue. I'll just
3: kick him in the ding, ding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to be on the receiving end of that foot, I tell you. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> now, you mentioned something that I have to go back to. Because when you said it, I went, what? What? You were on Leno? Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, You can actually see that. As a matter of fact, while we're talking about the George Reeves thing, Mm -hmm. uh, a decade ago, I shot a TV pilot called The Siamese Cat that was totally 60s Batman, uh, hyper-reality. That's that's literally what I was trying to make was uh, 60s Batman. And it was about a guy named Eric Dexter who was trying to become a real-life superhero in a universe without any powers. And this was also at the time before there was a superhero community, at least that I was aware of. And I realized later on when I wrote, when I shot, I spent about five grand shooting a cheap pilot for it. And uh, I said, my God. I said, I was way ahead of my time with this thing. You know, people nowadays, you know, with kick (laughs) ass and everything else, and not just that, but the superhero community itself. That's what these people are all trying to do. I was ahead of the curve. But anyways, I made a cameo in it as this famous rich superhero who has his own TV show, and the guy who's the janitor in the TV studio is trying to become a superhero himself named the Siamese Cat. Anyway, when I got it shot, you can see that on Tony's channel as well, too. Just type in the Siamese cat. It'll come right. It's a 22-minute-long pilot.
0: We're looking Uh, at it right now. We are looking at it as we're talking. You're wearing a yellow cape. Yeah, that's my
2: original gimmick. That's (laughs) the one I used to wrestle in, too. But uh, I do the George Reeves thing in there, too, as a tribute to him. But uh, anyway, so back then there was this thing called Nasty which you would go out to to sell your TV show. This thing I'm involved in now that I'm going to help you guys with, with Nation and Heroes and everything, is going to change all that. But back then, you had to go out to NASTY, National Association of Television Production Executives, in Las Vegas to sell your TV show. And I took it out there, and I showed it to Leno's people, and Leno's people were like, this is hilarious. Would you be you know part of this thing on Leno with it? <laughs> and I was like, sure, that'll help it get sold, because back then, that's how you got exposure and everything. And uh, so that's what ended up happening, and I ended up on Leno. It'll be on there as well if you want to link it. Me and Tony were on Leno together. That's,
0: uh, you know,
2: The funny we're thing is it. <laughs> about the Siamese cat, years later, uh, uh, there was a guy that actually wanted to become the Siamese cat. If you could believe that, when, when, when all, after the first wave, like I was in the first wave of guys when there was like, I think, eight guys or seven guys, and we, we talked through email and under YouTube videos and stuff, and then all of a sudden there was MySpace, and we could communicate that way, and there was me who was a broadcaster and another guy that was a private detective and another guy who was an antiques dealer. And there were just this small handful of guys that were superheroes, and that's when the Siamese cat came out. But anyways, years later, as the superhero community was growing in leaps and bounds and bounds and leaps, there was this kid who approached me, a literal kid, who wanted, can I be the Siamese cat? And I was wow. like, well, I was very flattered. I was like, Wow, you actually want to, you know, bring this character that I created into real life and everything, be my guest. So I sent him the gimmick, and an autographed picture, and some stickers and stuff, to his house. And uh, he started going out at night and controlling his Siamese cat. So, anyways, one night he's coming home, back through his window, and there stands his mom in his bedroom. <laughs> holding the autographed picture of me. And she says, what the hell are you doing? And he stands there and he, he, tells him, he says, well, he, he doesn't know what to do. He, you know, pressure's on, but here he stands where on these pointy ears. You see the gimmick there, the big green eyes on the chest and everything and the tail. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? He fesses up. He says, mom, I'm a real-life superhero, and I was out on control. And his mom goes, oh, thank God. (laughs)
3: God. You keep right on
2: doing that. Don't let anything stop you. Good for you. And just walks out of the room and leaves it at that. Oh,
3: fantastic. And
2: he was just like, okay. And I said, my God, your mom must have thought you were a gay prostitute or something (laughs) like that. And when you came back, she was so relieved you turned out to be a superhero that oh she didn't care.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Yeah,
2: and yeah. So that's what ended up happening with the Siamese cat. Of all the crazy things.
0: Oh man, you know what? I got we got to post that. We're like I said, we're we're looking at it as you were talking. This looks funny as hell. One eight hundred superhero. That's fantastic. <laughs> Oh yeah, we absolutely have to uh, have to post that up. So people get you know there's there's so many of these clips from from your uh, your just your acting career. And do you have any others you want to that you want us to uh, post up while we're at it? Because these are fantastic so far.
3: Oh well, if you, that's just a check pack video.
2: I mean, what superhero doesn't dream of getting to fly? I got to actually do it recently.
0: That's right. That's a we have that picture up in our slideshow yeah, now. That now how did that Being happen? a little
2: bit older of a guy? Uh, I you know uh, being a Gen Xer, Gen Xers were promised jetpacks the entire time we were growing up. <laughs> if you, yes. If you've got yes. any older listeners, we were told you know watching Saturday morning cartoons on CBS <laughs> in the news, they said by the year two thousand, everyone will have a jetpack and everyone will fly to work and all this, and we believed it. Right, I do. I want my jetpack. We were thinking, wow, in the year two thousand, I'll be really old then, you know. But we uh, believed we were going to have jetpacks, and uh, you know, but of course, it never transpired. But nowadays, with these uh, jet-led jetpacks and stuff that you find at resorts and that kind of thing, you can actually fly your own jetpack and know what it's going to be like. So I went out there in my gimmick and uh, shot a video of me actually finally getting a jet pack into the air. I uh, didn't get that high with it. I kept it nice and low, but at the same time, they told me that's why I didn't crash it. So, <laughs> Wow.
0: wow! Like
2: a lot of people said, how come you didn't go higher? And I said, it was my first flight, and I didn't want to spill it. And I didn't, which they said was amazing. They were like, wow, you've got a lot of natural ability and everything. Uh, you should have been a pilot. But, uh, yeah, you know, you actually get to fly, and from what I understand, you know, there's people out there that actually archive everything that real-life superheroes do, which in a way is kind of scary, but wow. apparently I was the first, first person to actually fly in their gimmick. Like, no, I know there's beauty. another superhero that's actually a pilot, he's like a, uh, a uh, medic flight pilot. But Mm -hmm. he has never flown in his gimmick. I was the first one to fly in their gimmick.
0: That's fantastic. Well, you know, it's somehow fitting. I mean, your name is superhero. You've been around longer than anybody else, so it's appropriate.
2: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, there were there were guys that were doing it for years. I mean, I've been at it for 16 years since I stopped wrestling. But there there have been guys. Master Legend is one. Oh, right. I think Master mm-hmm. Legend has 25 years in now. Uh, Good. There's Great. a guy just, just south of me in St. Pete. Uh, the, uh, I don't know if I should say his name on air or not, because he, he operates so incognito I don't want to draw attention to him. But uh, uh, he's been operating for, like, closer to 30.
0: No kidding. And,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, the, I believe, I'm not the longest-running guy. A lot of people do think that, but it's an urban myth. I'm not. There are guys that have a, a lot more years of experience than I do, uh, some of them even dating back to the 70s. Holy stuff like
0: cow. That.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, believe it or not, I, I can say I'm one of the older guys and the longer-running guys, but definitely not the original.
0: Now, the way I look at it is if they're still functioning, they're still doing what they do, they're doing something right. Yes You know, they by, are. simply by keeping alive and, and being unhurt hurt all this and time. Yeah. The one so, down in St.
2: Pete operates in very dangerous, very uh, harrowing you know, like something could happen to him at any given moment. Uh environment and he has been doing it for like 20 25 years and he has managed to stay alive so
0: now that's impressive because you know a lot of these guys you see come out they just like i said before they want to come out guns blazing and they want to run into the nearest drug den you know and take them all down right. and i'm always thinking you know i've i've only been here for two and a half years i believe but i'm thinking ah. You know, when are we going to hear about the first one getting seriously killed. injured or killed? Right? Killed
3: is seriously right. It, it is
2: inevitable. I, I am stunned that it has not happened in all the years that I've been doing it, or the guys that have been doing it longer than me.
4: Exactly. Uh,
3: well,
2: I, I do feel it is an inevitability that sooner or later someone is going to get, uh, well, is going to chill. killed And, right. it, you know one of these. It's, you know it and it may not it may not they may not even be in their gimmick. they may be walking you know home from work or driving home from work and see something and get out and try and help somebody and end up getting themselves in a world of it. but it just goes with the territory of wanting to help people you know if if that's the kind of person you are, more power to you, but I, as long as you also accept the fact that there could be consequences.
0: That's exactly it. As long as you understand the reality of what's going on, you know that's the important thing. If if you're if you're all prepared to go down in a blaze of glory, that's fine. Just make sure you got all your ducks in a row before you do. You know, if you've got kids, damn well better make sure you have a big life insurance policy. Um if you <laughs> yeah. link
2: something? Link a video uh, that's on my channel. Mm-hmm called uh, mm-hmm. Superhero Explains Patrol. It should come right up uh, when you find that. But basically it goes on to explain that 90% of what we do is boredom punctuated by a few moments of sheer terror every now and then.
0: Absolutely. And
2: that is based on science. And I explain it there. Like you're saying now, oh, well, guns blazing. They think they're going to put on their gimmick, walk out the front door, and twenty Nazi frogmen are gonna jump out of a tree with little spear with spear guns, with little razor blades bent in the shape of swastikas on the end of the spears and attack them. And by God, it's on. You know, and and, and the reason they think that is because they've been exposed to that, Batman and Robin. They slide down the poles. Robin solves, you know, what's what's 20,000 volts in yellow, an electric banana, of course. And they go flying off the crime scene and beat the crap out of Cesar Romero. And, you know, the same thing. George Reese crashes through the plywood wall and everything's, you know, like, hey, oh, my God, it's on. So that's what they think is going to happen. And it just does not work that way. Even, even 90% of police work is after the fact. And, then, and we don't get called the calls. So if you're going to patrol, expect there to be a lot of border. I think it was Zimmer who said years ago, don't patrol, do missions,
3: which made a
2: lot more sense uh, because you're not just out there randomly. I mean, there's a lot of times I've been out there and just on patrol walking around and everything has happened to me from being felt up to having to – make out with a stranger so she could win a scavenger bridal shower. thing. <laughs> so, this was before Taking I met Lady Hero. I just want to throw a disclaimer on there.
3: <laughs> but, you know,
2: but that's oh. the kind of stuff that happens on patrol as opposed to going out on actual missions where you know something is happening and you know what you're doing and you, like you guys with your needle patrol, you know the needles are going to be there.
0: Right, right.
2: You know, so, find a mission. And I, I agree. Yeah. That,
0: that mission, that's brilliant. Because even if nothing goes down, you know, while you're out there, you, you completed your mission. You were out there to oh. do with something and you did it. So, that's great advice. We've got two callers for you. Would you like to take one of them right now? Sure. Oh, here, okay. Here we go. New York caller, you are on the air.
4: Why would you blow me up for like that? Is that nice? <laughs> oh. Is that nice to tell people where I'm from?
0: Oh man, that's the only way we can tell who's next. Oh this is a great voice. Who is this?
4: Come on, you know who I am.
0: Oh, with this accent. It's gotta be a
4: story. <laughs> you wanna talk want
0: to, to soup to today?
4: I want to talk to all of you. One thing I gotta say that I think a lot of heroes. Teaching other heroes what they lack is teaching them street smarts. I'm born and raised in New York. I was born into a family of gun drug dealers, crazy shit. When I was 17 years old, I was selling drugs myself, and I heard a lady screaming for her life. Like a moron, I jumped out of the car. I wound up fighting 15 Mexicans and getting stabbed. Ever since that day, yeah, now I'm 33 now. That's when I was 17. Ever since then, I gave up kind of dealing, and I went on and always looked around. And one thing is very important, street smarts. You got to know when to pick and choose your battles. And a lot of these kids go on patrol, and they run into something spontaneously, and like you said, they jump into it all gung ho. They get themselves hurt all the time. I run a crew now over here. They're not allowed to do that. I teach them to keep their eyes and ears open, their mouth shut, and to always listen. We also... They do, um, you know, dusk and beacon and all that. They do their homeless handouts and everything. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of give some of the homeless men a little extra money to give me tips on uh, the dealers, the heroin dealers and stuff like that. And lately, we've been trying to clean up the Lower East Side. So um, I think uh, maybe sure a little more home. street smart should be enforced.
2: I I agree that with that completely. That should be totally enforced. That's very good advice.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And uh, and it's with that. It's a, yeah, exactly. Well, and it sounds like you gotta know your area too. See?
4: Oh I oh, the good either. thing with me is because my family does what they do, whatever, I'm kind of in the inside of all the bad guys, so they have no idea where it's even coming from. But I also on the other hand know what they're capable of, which if there is, um, a hero on a team who's older than the other heroes, you know, I advise he, you know, he showed them step by step. Like, you know, don't get too close to these people. But if he's the more knowledgeable and older one, let him try to get on the inside a little bit. Like I, like I do with the homeless people, I hand them, you know, like here's ten bucks extra. Who's dealing around here? That guy over there, uh, you know. And I got a couple of people lined up now because of that. The homeless people are the ones who are always out and are always willing to tell. So you know, wow. I kind of use my advantage.
2: There we get it. All right. Eyes and brains, eyes and brains. That's very good advice,
4: sir. Thank you. Now, it is the holidays. I know I don't call much or anything like that. <laughs> so.
0: You never call, <laughs> you never write, and you got the coolest right. voice. You and Soup's together. I could hear you guys talking all night. If you want to keep talking, it sounds great to me.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's because you came to New York and go visit the other guys. That's why. You didn't want to come visit me. That's my oh. fault. Now you uh, and, <laughs> It's an environmental thing, too.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> as to what, you know, like you said, everybody needs to know their own turf. He runs sure. into drug dealers. I run into a drunk guy on a hover round.
3: <laughs> I run New <into> York. <laughs> right, it's,
2: yeah, it's, it's an environmental <laughs> thing. Everybody needs to know their own environment. Uh, he's patrolling in a city that has more people in it than uh, the country of Greece. I'm patrolling in a retirement
4: state. You know, nah, you're more than welcome to join us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just saying.
2: You know, know your environment. You know
4: that. Yeah, I definitely knows. do. Yeah. I definitely do. I worked in the photo Fish Market, if you want to Google that. I worked around pretty rough guys, and I worked there in the '90s and the '80s when it was very heavy with the Italian mafia and everything. Whoa. So, yeah, I, the, I, I don't talk too much on the phone. I. Uh, some people know the deal. You can Google me, if anything, but, uh, yeah, so, like, you know, I, I grew up around this life, so I know the tick, the little tricks in the trades. Like, you know, there are guys in New York who go and, you know, be patrol and stuff like that, but I also know, and I don't care if they're on TV, I don't care what kind of martial arts they know, that MMA shit goes out the window. I know for a fact if they were trying to stop one of the guys I grew up knowing or something like that, they get sent back to their mothers in a box. They're not ready for that. And a lot of these kids think they're ready because they know some kind of karate shit. No, what are you, you going to do when somebody pulls a piece out and blows your head off, right into, right, exactly. put your eyes right in the back of your head? What are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, I know mixed yep. martial arts. You know nothing. You know how to fucking lay there and close your eyes and your poor mother's going to be crying over your casket is what you know.
2: <laughs> it's not a movie.
4: No. no. It's not. No. And a lot of these kids, a lot of people here are misguided. So I took kids like... You know, that were reject- That were you know either rejected by other groups in um, New York to, to even be a hero which I don't understand because I thought it was a whole big unity thing. Which is cool though, because I enjoy you know having these kids over my house and teaching them everything. And they go around and they do everything smart. There's we don't really do patrolling, and you could call it mission. You guys call it missions. We call it profile cases. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's well, pretty good.
1: That's my mother died good. on heroin.
4: My little sister's in a rehab because of heroin. I had an ex-girlfriend I love that died in my bed on heroin, and she's alive today and now has brain cancer and is dying. i just seen her on Thanksgiving. So that's what I mostly uh, aim for, heroin dealers.
0: Uh, you, know you know what? And, and, and you know, you, 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 got, you got a rep as a bad guy everywhere, one that you created yourself. But, you know, I, I'm not going to bust you out for being a good guy, but I'm really glad that you do what you do out there.
4: You, you know? know, to be honest with you, nobody knows what the hell I am or what to call me. They don't consider me a villain. I'm not I'm, – I do what the hell I want. That's what it is. I just do what my heart tells go. me to do, and that's it. I'm not a hero. I'm not a vigilante. I'm not a villain. I love everybody. You're cool with me. I'm cool with you. You step on my toes, you're going to get knocked the fuck out, and everybody knows that about <laughs> me, you know. That's just the way it is. But that's pr- it's that's Christmas the way time <laughs> yeah I know I, I actually called to bring a little positivity, here. Uh, you did I, yeah, I did I actually did. Thank I remember you. you saying you were doing something for homeless people?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, this actually, thank you for bringing that up. We're doing signs of hope in December fourteenth. We're doing a, another another one of those big handouts where we put we put all the clothes out on a on a bunch of racks so they don't have to dig through a box or on the ground and then you know they yeah and then we give them food we give them hot food we give them that you know what's the best thing about that they say thanks for making you feel like a person again not having me dig through a bunch of clothes on there yeah that's that's why we do it that's why we you know work our asses off doing all this so
4: Um, you doing any toy drives or anything like that or maybe like donating money to families like for dinners and stuff
0: yeah you know what we're doing we're doing there's a there's a food bank in our town so uh we put on a little fundraiser. It's kind of it's not an RLSH thing. It's just a private thing, but we uh we, <laughs> we do the you know what? I'll tell you about that one in private. In fact, I might have the person who puts that thing on uh we raise money through this meatloaf grilling thing. We have a group of friends who does that. So, hey man, they raised $16,000 last year for for the food bank. So, next meatloaf.
4: week is December 15th, December 14th, correct?
0: Right, next weekend,
4: signs of hope. So this is the deal. When I you get off the phone, you don't your show, hit me up tonight. By next Monday. Give me uh, give me information. I'm sending you hundred dollars. You give it to some family.
0: Oh oh, now, that's awesome. That's heartwarming. See?
4: What the hell was that?
0: (laughs) <laughs> we got a little sound here When someone does something good Thank you You know I, I want to say your name out loud Can I? I don't want to bust you out If you don't want me to I'm sure people know I have existed
4: this. since the morning of the world And I shall exist until the last star falls from the night Thank you Although I am no man at all woman It's because I am no man at all But I am a god Viva Caligula no Viva Roma <laughs> I be Caligula. the great god King Caligula that's who it
0: is. Thank you so much for calling. Click anytime, Man, that, anytime. Awesome.
4: We appreciate you know, that. You're stay cool, my brother.
0: You're going to listen to the rest of the show?
4: Of course I am. You can hang up on me. I don't worry about it. I'll be on the phone. <laughs>
0: Thank you, honey. I would totally appreciate that.
4: Anytime, guys. Talk to you later.
0: Talk to you in a little yeah. bit. Well, that guy's got a great voice, too. Between you and him, Soup, I'm telling you, I can listen <laughs> wow, to you guys all night. Don't I love See, and then I start picking up on the, and you know, I start picking up on the X and I want to start doing this too, like he was doing, because it just, it sounds so, so cool. I don't know. Get out of here! Get out! Of here. Uh, forget <laughs> about it. Um, we've got, we've got a couple more callers for you. Can I take another one for you? Absolutely. All right. Let's see. Caller, you are on the air online with a superhero on Tribe Radio. You want to see something new our guest? Hello?
2: Yeah, superhero,
3: you know
0: what to do. There you go. <laughs> who is it? Hello, hello. hello. Can you hear us? Yeah, hello, can who you, is hello, it? Hello, can you hear me?
1: We can. hear you. Who is this? No. Who is this? <laughs> uh this is Captain Caregiver calling from Toronto.
2: Oh, how are you doing, sir? Good.
1: Stand is this uh, the
2: Paulson family bus? <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this a superhero?
2: Yes, it is. It's pleased nice to meet you, sir. How
1: are you doing? Good. Pleased to meet you too. I, I have, uh, yeah, we've been chatting on Facebook, and uh, uh, yeah, I've been having a great time chatting with you. I'm, Glad to be able to
0: Ross, talk to you. you now. know who this guy is? I, you know what? Captain Caregiver. I, I love his costume. Now, purple and red I are my favorite
2: colors. That that's why I call him Canada's Answer to the Partridge Family Bus.
3: He is <laughs> the most
2: colorful guy to come along. And, hey, you know how every, this is one, it's not, I guess it's just a piece because anybody can dress however they want and everything. But with all the, uh-huh. you know, I'm an older guy. With all the Christian Bale Batman and everything that goes on now, and the younger guys, they're all in black, like they've got marbles in their right. mouths and saying i have the <laughs> dark" and all this, and they wear black on top of black on top of black. And this guy came along, and he is so golden age. It's just
3: ridiculous.
2: And uh, I, well, I guess most of your callers will already know. I build action figures as a hobby and I've built a lot of the members of the Real Life Superhero community and stuff over the years, they can see them in my albums on my Facebook, I immediately had to sit down and build this guy.
4: Because it was was just
2: so original and so cool looking. And uh, and he's obviously very active. I mean, he's got proof of it all over his Facebook pages and everything and his charitable activities and his gimmicks, so... I said, well, that's all the evidence I need, and sat down and got right to work on building it, and you were an extremely fun build, sir. Thank you very much for the opportunity to do it, and your package should be to you within about, I'm going to guess, eight or nine days since you're in Toronto.
0: Wow. We're looking at well, the picture of what you built right here on online. It's, uh, it's pretty spiffy, Soups. That's a, that's a great one. Nice cape.
1: Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's amazing.
3: It's
0: yeah. Like,
1: um, yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much again, uh, superhero, for doing that for me. No problem. It's a big honor. Like I, you know, I've really just started in this, but uh, I'm getting so. You know, I'm meeting so many new great friends like you, and getting so much gratification from helping people. And now there's an action figure of me. I mean, my cup will run us over, sir. <laughs> wow. Well, well, you know. Hell.
2: I know, but like you said, you have a lot of callers that aren't in the RLSH community. Uh, I was taught by uh, Tom Fury, who's also known as the evil puppet Octavius Fong, uh, years ago how to build uh, custom action figures out of the Justice League Unlimited line of action figures, which they no longer make and are becoming rarer. But anyways, over the years, every time a member of the real superhero community does something outstanding or catches my eye in some way, I try to sit down and build them an action figure. Uh, I remember years ago, I was watching an interview when I was a little kid uh, on a show called Our Magazine with Gary Collins, who I've worked with since. He's a really nice guy. But anyway, he had... uh, uh, Lonnie Anderson on, and they approached Lonnie Anderson about making her a doll, and she said, absolutely not. <laughs> she said, forget it. No way. And the, her logic was, it was very creepy to her to have all these little miniatures of her running around out there. And her <laughs> daughter explained to her, well, mom, if they make a doll out of you, then you really are a somebody.
1: Right, and right,
2: uh, right. she changed her mind at that point and said, oh, okay, well, go ahead and make the doll. And that's why you had the Lonnie Anderson doll back in the late 70s, early 80s. But anyways, that just always kind of stuck with me for some for some reason. So when somebody does something, you know, outstanding, heroic, good in their community, I try to make them an action figure.
3: So well, if anybody wants to see them,
2: they're in my albums on my Facebook. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I, I was actually... Uh... Looking at, at your photos at the various um, um, action figures you've made, and uh, they are incredible, brother. They're like, just the detail. I mean, you spend a, a lot of time on each one; it shows.
2: Well, I, you know, I tried. You know, I only do it once. I've, I've never. i don't the only guy I've ever built twice. Of all the crazy things, was Space Ghost,
3: and <laughs> of all the
2: crazy reasons. Somebody actually, as a matter of fact, it was Securio, the, the superhero. The retired mm-hmm. UN guy wanted me to build him a space ghost. And mm-hmm. uh, I built him a space ghost. And of all the people, Jack Zero, of all people, actually saw that and wanted a space ghost.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I, of all people to want a space ghost, that just struck me as really odd. You know, if you remember Space yeah. Ghost coast to coast with Zorak on the keyboard and everything. You know, oh yes.
1: Yeah. Like oh
0: yeah.
2: And Brad running right around being stupid, and he wanted a Space Ghost, and I was like, oh okay. And built him, but right. that's the only one I've ever built twice. Anyways, the point being, I only do it once, so I try to get it right the first time.
1: <laughs> so you certainly do do that. Uh, I mean, our you know,
2: operations
1: going know, up there in the uh, how are things up here in Toronto? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, they're pretty good, actually. It, it hasn't even, like, there has been uh, no serious snowfall yet. The nights are actually fairly warm. So um, when I've gone outside on my food patrols, uh, I just wear, like, one or two layers of uh, thermal underwear, and I'm good to go. Uh, wow. But, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, yeah, my outfit certainly does grab attention. Actually, that's the reason why... Uh, well, that's one of the big reasons why I I made it so colorful uh, so that I do stand out and if people do need help, they can see me. And that's kind of a small beef of mine to... Uh, like a, uh, a lot of other superheroes like getting into the whole Batman theme and wear all black, but I don't think they would be as approachable as let's say, a a golden age comic
2: hero kind of thing. There's two sides to the logic. There's two sides. The one side of the logic being uh, they feel that the black is more concealing, they don't want to be noticed, blah, 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 blah. But somebody like you that is actually doing things for a cause, you could not have been smarter because you will draw attention to your cause. So by being yeah. Canada's answer to the Partridge Family bus, you have done <laughs> the smartest thing you could possibly do to draw attention to your thoughts.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I'm just doing things on my own now. I've been hoping to find or hook up with a, a charity to help it that way, but uh, not yet. But I'm uh, hey, you on, wrong, you're
2: a right? Canada. I can't think of any. I think Maple Defender or somebody like that. There are a few other guys up your way. Uh, yes, I dear. know Polar Man is way too far north for you. He makes people in Nova Scotia look like Southerners. But, uh, yes. But. Uh, yes, yeah, but I know there are a few other around the Ontario, Toronto area. I guess just, just, like, post something on your Facebook or I'll and see if I can hook you up with anybody the
0: patrols in that area, because I know there are a few. There, there are. There are definitely yes. a couple. In fact, I just, uh, I just gave you a friend request, uh, Captain Caregiver. So, um, I'll send you a couple of hookups too. And I know that the, the ones up there, they, they are taking part in. Just to let you know, Signs of Hope, which is, uh, it stands for Superheroes Initiative Giving Network. It happens several times a year. It's this, the sister event to Project Hope you know, that happens once oh, a really? year. Yeah, and Signs of Hope is happening, actually, the the winter one is December 14th. And the reason we have this is because not everyone could make it down to San Diego once a year for Project Hope. So everyone wanted to know, what. well, you know, how can we be a part of that when we're living, you know, in Canada, in in the UK, and, you know, wherever they're living. And what we do is we have this one day, where we all do something in the lines of homeless outreach. And that way, whether it's, you know, giving food or clothes or soup, serving, you know, in a soup kitchen or even just listening to the homeless people talk, you know, our homeless residents and sisters really want to talk to someone. Um, we all do it on the same day, and that connects us. So that's, that's pretty cool, and it's coming up next next Saturday. If you want some info on it, I can, I can send you some info. So whatever you want to do you know, is is fine. As long as we, we give some attention to the homeless, we're all connected that day.
1: How, how's yes, that for yes,
0: pitch? Please. Did I do a good pitch there? That's here?
1: a great pitch. That is incredible. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir, send, send me the link. I'm very interested in it. And I will do something that day. And uh, I think that's a great idea.
0: Good. Uh, and then that's you have fantastic. to... Yeah, we got we got to put your picture up there in the signs of hope. There's a signs of hope site too, and I I got to get your picture up there because the the colors like purple sure. and red are my favorite colors. So <laughs> you know that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> well, I do need to lose a bit of weight. I'm a you know I'm one of the older superheroes, but uh, I think if I lost lost weight, uh, it does have a slimming effect on me though. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I you certainly <laughs> appreciate
1: that. Um, but uh Homelessness is a, is a huge problem in Toronto, and every day when I'm walking around the city, it's uh, you know just just in my normal clothes and all that. It's it's endemic. It's and and in Canada, especially in Ontario, there's been more and more cutbacks to programs for uh, people who are homeless, and it's getting to be a very desperate situation in the city.
3: And,
0: yeah, uh, and I unfortunately, I wish I could do more, but. Right. Unfortunately, desperate times call for desperate measures, so you see more crimes being committed by homeless who are trying to survive. You know, they're just, they're doing it as, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving them all free pass. They're, you know, they're not all innocent and, you know, uh, but many of them, the ones that I've met, they've, they've, you know, we're all, what, two paychecks away from being homeless ourselves, so, you know, they're not, they're not, what society would, would like to believe, you know, that they're all deviants and criminals. I think people do that. We are just having this no. conversation. I, 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 yeah, I think people like to think that so they can absolve themselves of, of any guilt, you know, because they know they should be, they could be helping these people, but to, to view them as deviants or, or someone not worthy of their help, it, it absolves you of any guilt. And I, I just think that's a crappy way to look at things.
1: It is. It is. I mean, I see people walking on the street, and they're, you know, they're uh, they're caring for their for their poodle a lot more than a starving homeless guy just a few feet away. It's right. It's it's horrible, and it breaks my heart. I mean, it it almost literally breaks my heart when I see like a homeless person who who could be my grandfather or my grandmother, like they're seventy or eighty years old. I mean, oh my god. Exactly. They did. You know,
0: we we I wish we were more of a society that venerated our elderly, because then we wouldn't see them exactly. out on the street like that, unless they wanted exactly. to absolutely be there. You know. So, well, thank you for what That's you're easy. doing.
1: Oh no, Dave. Okay. You know, I'm just trying to make a difference, and even one person, as I'm sure a superhero knows and you know, even one person can make a massive difference.
2: And it's not so people. much that you're going to change the world, I always say, but as long as you
1: make a dent in things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, you go. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, letting me call in, and uh, I'll certainly keep tuned into future episodes of this seven-part series.
0: <laughs> thank uh, you, sir. Great. And and uh, we can, you know what? We can keep you on hold listening if you'd like, or uh, it's up to you. Either way, and if you have um, another question, you hit the one button, and we'll bring you back on
1: uh, actually i can I can listen through my internet thing this is long there you go me so <laughs> okay but, uh, thank you very much for sure superhero. I hope to see you in person someday and uh thank you very much uh
0: you stay safe
1: uh yeah you too <laughs> okay. all right, take care thanks.
0: Thank you. Right. Kate, well, we've so got we it.
2: I'm up on a wrap because I'm going to have to get back into the control room.
0: <laughs> we are. I've got. I've got one more person who wants to talk to you really quick. And how's that? We'll take our last caller. Okay Does that sound go. good? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hey, who is this? Superhero, you know what this to is, do?
3: This is Robert Frost. How is it going,
0: Robert, Robert Frost? Frost. <laughs> I, I'm
3: one of the few blue people in this community. I'm pretty sure if you've seen me around, you probably know who I am.
0: I know these names, so and that's a good name. So you need to remember. Thanks for calling. Hey, we're we're uh, we're getting toward the end of our show, but you're our last caller. You got something you want to say or ask of superhero?
3: Uh, Yeah, I want to ask him uh, what he thinks of uh, all this Facebook drama. Do you think it inhibits RLSH work, or do you think it makes the community somewhat come together for a better cause?
2: Uh, Well, see, I've seen the Internet pretty much evolve into the superhero community. Like I said, when I first started doing this, phones weren't smart. As a matter of fact, they could be used as bricks if you wanted to bring (laughs) a weapon with you. But... Mm -hmm. uh, It has its ups and downs. Uh, I saw a thing recently where they showed that people that put a Facebook up about a cause like uh, stop mink skinning or something, click like if you're against minks being skinned, and people do. What they're finding out is that they aren't really doing anything to prevent minks from being skinned. They're just putting up a Facebook page and then liking it. Oh, I feel good about myself now and blowing it off. So... The downside of it is that people are spending the time on the Internet to squabble, but the upside of it is that people are also using it to network and things like that. That's how these things like signs of hope get going. That's how I've contacted uh, people about getting Nation of Heroes out there, about staying in touch with Roxanne, about how Nation of Heroes is coming along. There's networking, and there's a waste of time, I guess there just needs to be a balance of the two, as long as you're still like Captain Caregiver was just on. He's active on Facebook, but at the same time, I see plenty of pics of him out there being active in his community, so he balances it perfectly.
0: Mm -hmm. And there you go. That's the way to do a balance in all things. That's that's really – thank you, Supes. Did that uh, and Robert, by the way, yes, I have seen your your uh your name everywhere. Are you are you the Robert Frost that's part of the Paradox Corps?
3: Yep, that's me. I guess there I'm infamous because apparently been saying my name all over the place because of the PJ drama. So a lot of people know me.
0: Oh, okay, I, yeah, I I I like the name. It reminds me of Blade Frost. Remember that? Or anyway? <laughs> anyway, I. I liked Blade Star. Well, thank do you have anything else to ask? Because I know we've got to let Soups get back to the broadcast. He's got uh he's got stuff to do, but was kind enough to take time to do this show tonight. So,
3: um Yeah, not necessarily. Just thought I'd call in and say what's up and how everyone's doing.
0: Wonderful. Oh, i nice here, Robert. Thank you, Robert. And say Robert, what? by the way, when you when you that I love that you brought that up. Thank you because as, a, you know, the New Year's coming around the corner, one of my uh, resolutions is that I, I'm i going to take myself out of my chair if I feel like fighting on Facebook. I'm literally going to get up and walk away yeah. from it because yeah. it's the a big waste I of time. The only thing I use social
3: networking for mm-hmm. is like YouTube because I use YouTube as a mainstay to do all of age work because, right. let's face it, there's, there's, there's the real world and then there's online harassment and they're pretty right. much indecent, indecent, indecent people which I can use YouTube as a platform to call them out on it and get more people aware, which some people try to call me a drama starter, but in reality, I'm just giving a better voice to the cause because I think even Caligula said, you know, you could be the biggest guy you want to be, but at the end of the day, the pen is mightier than the sword.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It absolutely is, which is why, like I said, New Year's resolution, I'm not going to spend any more time fighting on Facebook. I have too much work to do, and I know I spent way too much time squabbling this year, you know, I look back on it going, what the hell was I thinking? So no more of that. So anyway, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for your question. And we are going to put you back on hold while we thank our guests for being here. So thanks again for your well, thank call.
2: thank you very much for having
0: me.
3: You're
0: welcome. Now, Catch you at later. Now, soups, I'm going to let you get back to what you have to do. I want you to know that this is one of the most fun I, I know people go oh you say that to everybody no i i don't i don't say the text. this is one of the most fun interviews that i've gotten to do um and i'm really happy that other people got to call in and and talk to you and ask you whatever they wanted to ask you um thank you so yeah, much I'll have to give this one a listen back
2: too i appreciate you having me on uh And as things go with Nation of Heroes, I hope you're able to make it out with the film to the Sunscreen Film Festival. It should be March or April of the coming year.
0: And I hope I get
2: to see you guys then.
0: Thank you so much, sir. You'll be hearing from us. Please give Lady Hero a big hug and kiss for us. I will. uh, (laughs) And thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll thank all my callers. And listen in on Thursday, following the incredible superhero, we've got... Atlanta's own Crimson Fist. That's Thursday, oh, same time. I'm a yeah, wedding. right? Great guy. That guy's a great guy. 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. See you guys then. Thanks so much. Trust yourselves and have a great, safe evening.
3: You know what to do. <laughs>